everyone. What's going on? Everybody. You've got the card board coach here with your boy, Coach Co. And team, we've got a very, very special guest on the podcast today. We have Stephanie Garcia, aka Mama Breaks in the house. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, coach. Thank you. Is that okay to call you coach? Yeah, yeah. Of <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. Call you coach? yeah, yeah. We're good. We're just good. grateful to be here, honored to be on the podcast. I, you know, one thing I will say about you is I follow you on threads. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't think I follow you on Twitter. Did you have Twitter? Do you no, have Twitter? No. I tried Twitter. It yeah, was yeah. like uh it was hard for me, honestly. It, it I was seemed... the same way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Keep going though. But threads, I just um it came out what like a, a little more than a week ago. And yeah. I was just like, I wanted so badly to have more of a presence on Twitter, but I couldn't hit like I couldn't go past this roadblock that I was hitting with it. Yeah. I didn't know what it was, but threads, I was like, I'm going. I'm just doing my thing on thread. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> it does feel a little bit more cohesive, right? Like it, it feels like all the people from Instagram have kind of like pulled over mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like two separate apps, which I guess is the idea, obviously, versus like, I feel like people had their Twitter, Twitter followings and then they had like their Instagram slash like other social media followings. Right. And uh, I mean, one of the reasons why I bring that up is because, you know, you, you talked about being grateful to be here. I'm definitely grateful to have you here. But one of the things in following you and seeing, you know, what your thoughts are like on a daily basis is you are uh, incredibly positive and you're always looking for, you know, ways to, it's not even just like stir up conversation, but like actually get people to see, you know, some of the positives and, and what they're grateful for. And, it, and it, it's not in in a way in which you're sweeping things under the rug, like you're just genuinely happy and and grateful for things. And I think that you know, aside from the hobby, I think in just life, like we kind of need more people like that. And so I want to give you a huge thank you for that. Uh, and I'm sure there's a pl- plethora of other people that also feel the same way. Thank you so much. My thoughts on that are always like, you know, it's uh, it's super easy to be negative. Yeah. It's super easy to be mad. And for anyone that knows me personally, I'm, I have a short temper and yeah. I'm mad a lot. And I was, I tell people I was mad a lot for most of my life. Yeah. And just like, you know, after having kids and really taking the plunge to do something like this, like something I'm passionate about, I'm just grateful every day that I get to do it. And I think it's a little harder to take a step back and look at what you're grateful for, but it makes that huge difference in your day, in your week, in your month, in your year. So I, it's something that I remind myself a lot and it helps me a lot. It helps me stay grounded. It helps me work hard. So I want to spread There's it. A, yeah, I love that. There's a quote that that goes, I mean, I'm probably going to butcher it because I'm so bad at paraphrasing things, but it's like people don't know the pain that it took to get this, like this calm or this docile, right? So like, <laughs> you know, like, and I, I kind of come from the same, I mean, I was a, like a hothead growing up, but I, I was you know, everything didn't go my way or, you know, it's like upset about this and, you know, why does this have to be me? And it just, it becomes very hard. Everything becomes so hard when you're, when you're in that headspace. And, and it is actually, it's like short-term, it's the easier way to go about doing things, but long-term it's just like, you dig yourself this hole where you have no control over anything. And I mean, I find that when you do focus on the things you can control, all of a sudden, I mean, you start building some 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 real real shit around you, you know. So, so let's Absolutely. talk a little bit about the shit that you've built. 
Um, you know, Mama Breaks, a lot of people know you and, you know, some for your positivity, some for your passion towards both baseball and Star Wars, among other things, of course. So let's talk a little bit about that. When when does Mama Breaks start? When does when does the inception happen? I really think uh, I tell everybody it goes back to when I was eight, eight years old and I was in love with Pokemon and Pokemon cards. So I was obsessed. Uh, I watched the show every day when I got home from school and I was looking forward to every other weekend going to Toys R Us and getting, you know, a $5 pack of Pokemon cards and then going home uh, and trading amongst my cousins and trying to get cards at school. Some of the, the, the bigger ones that, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't buy. I didn't know card shops existed when I was little. We just got the cards at Toys R Us. So we did that a lot. I collected way so many other things like pogs and marbles. And I was just, you know, I think we're all super collectors at heart. Yeah. If you watch your own kids and see like the type of stuff that they like to collect little, my, my son collects little rocks at the beach. And so cute. these are all things that you're not taught as a human being. It's just yeah. in us. So that's where my passion for particularly cardboard started, shiny cardboard. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, growing up, I met my stepdad around maybe around the same time. And he was big in baseball. He played baseball in high school. He was a pitcher and a catcher. And he took me to my first baseball game and I just fell in love. It was probably the coolest thing I had ever done in my life. I grew up really loving like to watch me and Ham play soccer and everything, but it wasn't something that I felt passionate about, maybe because I never saw it in person. Yeah. But when I went to my first baseball game in person, it was just, wow. We went to batting practice and I remember, I can't even tell you who it was. It was like a random diamondback that threw like a batting practice ball to me in the stands yeah. and like left pavilion. If you rec- if you know Dodger stadium at all, yeah. and I was hooked. I was hooked. I was like, I want to play softball. I played it as much as I could. And I was obsessed with baseball since, since the third grade. And once I started playing and understanding the game more, uh, playing more competitively, Kershaw came about well there was like a little stance where I was like obsessed with Jenny Finch because they won gold in the Olympics you know but then when I was just huge huge Dodger fan and when Kershaw started I really feel like that was the renaissance of of Dodgers and us being like competitive and and winning and making the playoffs it was all because of Kershaw and that's when I started opening packs of baseball cards and again it was only because I had that like tie into Pokemon, but I knew absolutely no one in my life or close, close circle that collected cards. Yeah. I didn't know rookie cards were a thing and something I did for a little bit grew out of it. And during COVID I was teaching from home, had a lot more time on my hands and I realized, Oh, cards are a huge thing and they can actually be valuable yeah and everybody's going crazy over these boxes of cards at targets i was like let me look into it let me do some research and let me get my stepdad a card for his birthday so i i was like where do you get cards ebay okay i bought a few things on ebay and then i started looking for kershaw cards and i was like whoa this kershaw card is awesome i never pulled anything like this yeah you know like a gold whatever right so to me modern modern cards in general is what really hooked me 
because they're just gorgeous. They are gorgeous. They mm. are. And they're like kind of they're they're designed to draw you in with their like shiny borders. And I mean, so many different parallels. It's not the, the, the old school paper stuff that, you know, we might have grown up ripping at some point or another. Yeah. I find it super interesting that you gravitated towards Kershaw. Do you think that that's because like your dad was a pitcher? Like maybe you had like a like a an association or maybe like a, like a love and respect for pitchers. I just always so watching the game since then, I always thought the starting pitcher was the guy. Yeah, that's the guy you watch throughout yeah. the whole game. Like the you know home runs and everything are fun. I love Sean Sean Green and Adrian Beltre, but like Eric Gagne, Nomo, like Eric all these Gagne, guys. I like, like that name drop. I'm like these guys are the the guys that control the game. Yeah. And then when Kershaw is really what made a difference for us, I think when we started making the playoffs and stuff with uh, Don Mattingly yeah. era. So it's, I don't think it's because uh, even in softball, I was always a very shy and not very confident little girl. So I never thought that I could pitch. I didn't think I was good enough, Yeah. but um, it's, it's just a position that I really respected. So. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think it's probably one of the, lo- like one of the loneliest positions in all of sports because it, you're just in your own head, literally separated from like the rest of the team. Uh, every mistake is on you. Every every pitch means something to the next pitch or to the at bat, right? So, it, you know, the amount of mental fortitude it takes to be a pitcher is is quite remarkable. I mean, ironically enough, I was also drawn to pitchers when it, when it, and still am when it comes to baseball. Like I find myself when I'm watching a baseball game, it's all about I try to guess what the pitcher's going to throw next, and not necessarily mm-hmm. what type of pitch, but like. I mean, no, not like, yeah, you know, like what type of pitch this guy's going to throw next based on the count? Because uh, it's kind of like chess with the other person, right? Based on like all of the different variables that are happening in the game. Yeah. And it's just a mental, like you said, chess between the players. It's a mental thing, you know? So yeah, Kershaw's just one of the greatest pitchers of all time at this point. So so you started with with Pokemon. How did we transition into, into the deep love for Star Wars? Well, I've always loved Star Wars. Yeah. Up. The movies, I mean, in my opinion, really, it's like, who doesn't like Star Wars? I hated Star Wars growing up. Really? You you watched all the movies? Like, you watched all the movies? My parents forced me to watch them. And on VHS tape, I think I still have them somewhere. The VHS, the old school VHS tapes, they were so long. I just remember sitting there as a kid and like, I'm like, do I have to watch this? They're like, no, you have to. You know, my parents like, you have to watch this. This is like you know, cinematic history. I'm like, oh, I can't do this. Like three hours. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. No, no, no. These people are fighting in space. I'm like, nah. Well, there you go. Cinematic history. I'm also like a lit major. My major is lit and I was an English teacher. It's the greatest story ever told. Like just the way that it's told and growing up as a little girl and watching Princess Leia. Yeah. She was like a badass. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there weren't really movies out there yet that way you know we it's so crazy to think that we got our first like a wonder woman movie not too long ago literally like two years ago if that yeah yeah so it's like princess leia to me was like that's me you know i love that and then uh lightsabers come on yeah yeah i mean that was probably the only cool thing i was like oh these are pretty badass you know but they were never really able to like replicate them you know in like real life i was like oh man this is just like a, a tube that lights up (laughs) <laughs> exactly so i remember actually i was in middle school when the first like lightsabers came out yeah and i think i was in middle school and i was like i'm gonna get some of those yeah. <laughs> i don't care if they're for yeah. kids you know <laughs> <laughs> Who did, yeah, how many like, did you get i had all three 
did you red, end up like red. using them with your you know with your family members or stuff or you just like yeah and yeah from my, like displayed them in my room and stuff so. i love that yeah <laughs> i love that that's great do you still have them no i don't think so no no i don't have uh, a lot of stuff from when I, I, was I feel the same way growing up so i actually started like my first collectibles um in terms of like cardboard was were also pokemon cards so i i, I mean i kind of resonate with you mm. i went from like pokemon cards into like Yu-Gi-Oh and then into like Magic the Gathering and at the same time every time there was a Euro or World Cup we would collect the sticker books and so I would fill out the entirety of the sticker books and so like I you know much like what you were talking about like I have like just such a wide array of like collectibles throughout the, like my collecting history and so I definitely it's been an interesting transition for me too I I couldn't agree more with your statement about you know humans just collecting stuff in general uh kids collect stuff adults collect stuff whether it's shoes or shirts or you know we have like this like innate collecting like hoarding to a certain extent mentality right so it's just a matter of like finding something that you're thoroughly passionate about and like actively pursuing things like that i mean obviously making sure that you stick within a certain budget and it doesn't like ruin you you know but like yeah. and that's one of the reasons why i'm super grateful to be in this space too is i get to talk to other people much like yourself who are who have you know, acknowledge that this is something I'm truly passionate about and I want to share with other people. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's so funny that you say like uh, a lot of uh, men are like, oh, I wish my wife was into cards. In my opinion, she doesn't necessarily like uh, my my husband, right? He's yeah. not really into cards, but yeah. he loves comic books and he loves Marvel and he loves toys. Yeah. To me, it's like we could definitely connect on that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's still and like a, a collectible element Marvel. there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's talk a little bit about. So recently, you've been on the FedEx Live app, as mm -hmm. you know. We're, I think you might have been the first person on that app. Were you? It was uh, Chris Hodges on Clubhouse. He was there uh, before the Home Run Derby. Okay, and okay, then, but um, you're during the the MLB weekend though, which, yeah. by the way, that must have been unreal. And I want to hear all about that. So let's talk about your first experience on the on the Fanatics Live app as one of the first people to break on there. But also, let's talk about all the stuff surrounding that so i mean you were at the actual all-star game you were breaking on the field while they were taking batting practice correct yeah unreal talk to me about that experience it was just crazy it was beyond what i ever expected and something that i was thinking about this morning before our interview it's like just uh imagining myself two years ago when i started breaking essentially uh and being here today i don't think i would have ever imagined it honestly I've never seen anybody do anything like this before, yeah. first of all. So big kudos to Fanatics for thinking of this and making it happen. Cause I think um it's amazing for the hobby and moving forward, like kind of like setting a precedent for players being more involved in their cards and collectors. Yeah. I think it's so important. But um yeah, uh growing up, the all-star game to me was just something that I was never gonna get to do, honestly. And watching it on TV, I was like, you know it was something beyond my mindset growing up. So now getting the opportunity to not only go, but be on the field while players are taking batting practice and being, you know, close to them. I'm just like, I feel 12 years old. Yeah. I was like, it was seriously emotional, but also like once we started the break and stuff, I was super nervous. I was, because, I was just about to ask, were you nervous? Oh my God. I'm um, I break every day. I've been breaking every day for almost yeah. two years. So it's not something that I'm not comfortable with. It's just, it was outside. Yeah. It was sunny. 
and people were screaming kids were screaming out to the players there was like freaking Mookie Betts behind me yeah yeah I, yeah I was like this close to Mookie Betts I'm like this dude looks like um like a figurine I don't know he looks fake to me yeah because I've watched him so much on tv you know yeah. so it's like all those emotions and then we finally get started and I'm like I'm nervous, but then once we get it rolling, I'm like, this is a show we got. And I know these cards. I know the players. I know what we talk about. And it was fun. So that's amazing. got to meet um, Albert Pujols. I shook his hand and said, thank you. Um, Legend. Tucker with Merrifield. And I got to translate for Randy Rosarena. I saw that, actually. That I awesome. saw that. I saw that. <laughs> Talk a little bit about that. So it was funny because before in, in the room when we were preparing for the show, uh griff from kk sports his favorite player is wander franco he's yeah. like wander franco obsessed and they were asking us like if you could have any player you could sit down with who would it be obviously i said kershaw griff is like wander yeah and all of a sudden everybody's like no we can't have wander because he only speaks spanish yeah and i it's so funny to me because i'm like yeah that sucks you know yeah yeah, yeah i didn't yeah. think like <laughs> yeah like hey i could actually translate I, you know like <laughs> it never crossed my mind that's how like focused i was on the yeah. brain you know yeah yeah yeah. just like I, making sure that it goes <laughs> off without a hitch you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that sucks yeah. i hope you guys figure that out you know yeah. but once we were on field there was a chance to get randy rose reyna and somebody from MLB Network actually approached me and said, hey, I don't mean to assume yeah. but your last name is Garcia. Can you speak Spanish? I was like, yeah. Yeah. They're like, you can? I'm like, yeah, why? They're like, oh, well, can you translate for Randy Rosarino? I was like, hell yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> it was fun. He was a really funny guy, too. That's great. Was there anything you couldn't say? Uh, Couldn't say, like, translate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not like, didn't understand, but, like, was any, like, I don't know, funny joke or, like, inside joke or... Well, the thing with translating... Okay, things don't directly translate, right? Exactly. It, yeah. they, they don't directly translate, first of all. And then second, like, um, there's so many different things, ways of saying things. And then I'm not a professional translator at all. Like, people go to school for this. Yeah, yeah. I kept talking. So I was yeah. like, dude, like, <laughs> you just said, like, five sentences. So I got to, like, summarize it instead yeah, of saying yeah. it word for word. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was fun. He was awesome. He was like... Uh, he was being very, uh, I'm sad that that got lost, but he was trying to be like funny saying that he looks really good in his cards, you know? Yeah. 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 That's, what, that's why I asked, in. you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, cause like, there's always like their personality comes out and I'm sure it must be very difficult to translate, like, especially like to a third party. Like if it's just you like interpreting it, you're like, oh, like I understand exactly what this person is saying. Right. But now you have to convey that information to someone who doesn't understand a word that the other person is saying. So I could definitely see how that would, would be difficult. Yeah, but he was great. It was fun. I love it. I talk about you being one of the most integral people in this hobby. And I'm not shy to say it. And I say it quite frequently. And I want, first of all, what you do for women in collecting is massive. There's no, you know, it's not a, it's not a secret that there's not a ton of women when it comes to collectibles, Right. Um, at least conventional collectibles that, that we discuss on a regular basis, specifically sports cards, if we're talking sports memorabilia, the collectibles that are at the forefront of the hobby. Um, and so, you know, having you in the space is is a wonderful uh, as a wonderful addition. It's a wonderful energy. I talked about it at the beginning of the show about like your your positivity, right? So I think that what you do for 
not only collectors, women like women who are collectors in the space now, but future women collectors uh, is is massive. So I want to talk to you a little bit about how do you feel as a woman in the space, as a collector in the space. How has the hobby been difficult for you, if it has? And then I guess we can go from there. First of all, thank you so much. You're very I welcome. Mean, um, that's just something that I take. I think about a lot. First of all, it's a huge response. I take it as a responsibility yeah. and I'm super grateful that I have been able to grow this much in the past two years and meet so many incredible women collectors and so many incredible women really that have been doing what I've been doing behind the scenes. Yeah. And I kind of like think um I get I too much credit sometimes for being uh, one of the first or whatever, but I do understand it's in the, in the form of like a, being sort of a figure yeah like so putting my face out there was not something that was super easy for me to begin with and yeah. uh, once I started doing it I didn't realize the impact it would have and it's something again like I told you I, I feel it's a huge responsibility for me to show that um any little girl like me when I was 12 years old that yeah. wants to do something like I'm what I'm doing and get the opportunities that I have been getting it's very possible for them and you know, being a girl is not going to set them back because you talk about things being difficult. Um, I think being in this space and being a breaker and doing everything that it is that we do, you and I both, is going to be difficult for anyone. For sure. So <laughs> you just, there's definitely, you know, obstacles that I receive as a woman, but there, I think there's a lot of obstacles that you receive as a man trying to do this as well. So yeah, there's different advantages that you get as a woman and there's different advantages that you get as a man so i just think that um like i said before it's really easy to focus on the negative That's... and be angry so easy it really is but yeah. all it is is going to do is set you back yeah. and hold you back from moving forward so i kind of with everything that i've experienced is is kind of just saying hey okay let me keep going because there is no difference between me being a female collector and you being a male collector. We're both just collectors. Yeah, I couldn't Same thing agree more. With, with anybody that's breaking in this space, being a breaker or starting a breaking company, it's, it's um, you gotta always uh think about how to get better and, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I guess no, I mean, no, answer. no, it's true. Yeah. It's true. I mean, I, and it's it's again, it's like a wonderful perspective, right? Like. I mean, you're right. There are always going to be obstacles and I'm, I'm sure, you know, there are more obstacles for some genders or, or race or, or whatever. And, and, but you just, it can't stop you though. You know what I mean? Like that can't, I mean, in many ways, it kind of has to be your motivation almost. Do you know what I mean? Like it needs to be like, a, mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm going to be the one I'm going to, it doesn't matter what anyone says or does like, this is, this is me. It's my own personal story. So like everything else is just a suggestion right yeah like i love that meme uh when jordan from the jordan documentary where he's like and i took that personal yeah 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 and course. i'm like i get it but i try not to take things personal honestly yeah. I, the thing that i really tell myself at the end of the day is that everybody's out there trying to do the best for themselves and any negativity that comes out of anybody's mouth or or you know like any obstacle someone might may create for you comes out of a space of uh hurt from them yeah and you just got to take a step back and keep focusing on yourself and, and improving and really helping others like being when I when I feel honestly, coach, when I feel the most like lost in what I'm doing, I just 
take a step back and say, let me enjoy people and let me help them as much as I can. Yeah. And there's no better feeling than that. There really isn't. I love that. I love that. This could be the most positive episode we've ever had. <laughs> but, I mean, let's talk about how you can help others, right? Like, I mean, yeah. like how, how do you help others? How, how can you help others? How can more people help others? Okay, good. Yeah. I mean, it's super positive, but also like, um, I recognize that there's a lot of hate that breakers get. Okay. Yeah. So forget that I'm a woman or whatever. Done. Breakers. Oh, breakers. close my eyes, you know, breakers <laughs> are horrible for the hobby, yeah. you know, breakers all there. There are scammers. Yeah. Why would you get anybody to open your own cards when you can open them yourselves? I get all these things. I do. I see their perspective. Maybe they they don't say them the right way sometimes. So it comes off to me as like, not really sustaining um an argument yeah but um my opinion on breakers is that we're like community leaders yeah if you're a breaker the right way that's what you are you're a facilitator of relationships if you're consistent and you show up for your community every day not only are you allowing them to buy into a card set that they want to where they can't afford the whole hobby box for themselves and they just want a couple packs or a team you are there to teach them about the product. You are there to help them figure out how they can sell it, how they can grade it. Those are all like expertise and skills that all breakers should have. You're there to help them, uh, especially with Star Wars, like something I've been doing with people is like kind of predicting whether or not this set's going to be good. And uh, the chases, these are all things that you learn from being a collector and looking at the market and seeing how trends go and yeah. history. So I can, I think I can like safely say, if I see a star Wars set, I'm going to go, this is going to be the chase in that set. This is, this card's going to be the chase and so on and so forth. I think a lot of us can do that with, with like baseball cards and football cards too. So that's a huge responsibility. And at the end of the day, really besides all of that, is they enjoy spending time with you yeah. you don't know and i enjoy spending sorry no, <laughs> i enjoy I spending saying. time with them too so it's like it's a win-win in my yeah. opinion you yeah. don't know what someone's going through and maybe your stream is what they're looking forward to after a long day at work yeah so there's so much value that comes uh that breakers can bring and so much good they do for not only the hobby but just for for humans you know? Have you ever had like a bad day and then jumped on stream and then all of a sudden you've had like a either a dramatically better day or like a, you know, like that, that was kind of the, the thing that changed your mood every day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly. I mean, I'm stressed a lot. I really yeah. am. Like, I don't know. You say I'm so positive. I just, why am I going to come on here and tell people I'm stressed? Yeah. I um, mean, you're be just being real though. Yeah. Something that, you know. I was I came on here ready to to tell it all. By the way, Coach, yeah. I don't really do this on podcast. Can do but this, man. Something it's like I've sacrificed a lot of time with my kids. You yeah, know? That's and true. that's something that just like once well, I come on a lot of screen, late nights, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's not easy, and you come on, and like I said, when you meet people that are so kind and generous, and you do this for them, and you enjoy it every day, it's it's worth it right now. So. Yeah. How old are your kids? They're four and two. That's awesome. Oh, so little ones. Yeah. That's a lot of energy, well, man. Oh, yeah. So everything, every day is like, a, it's how to, how to do as much as I can. How do I like use as much of my time doing 
the best things I can, not only for me, but for my family. So, and spending okay. time with my kids is something I do every day, but that's like the struggle, you know? You're like goddamn modern day Wonder Woman. You know that? There are women all around the world that do this every I day. Know, I know, I know. And I'm not, I'm not talking about those <laughs> women, though. You know, yeah. I'm not talking across <laughs> from those women, though. Come on, give yourself credit where credit's due. The I mean, that, that can't I be know. easy, right? Yeah. That can't be easy. The moms I know, and that's the biggest reason why I'm mama breaks, you know. And when I decided to start breaking, I was like, This is I'm a mom first, and moms are badass. They really are. My they mom, sure are. my mom was a badass. I can't believe she did everything she did for us and still had time to like take us places or buy us this, these little things that we like. So I think moms to me are badass. All the, the moms I've met in this industry they're just amazing so i hope uh i don't know i i, I think that we need to get together more moms <laughs> I, hey, there you go you know we, we gotta get a mom section a mom moms of the hobby yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, we, have women's <laughs> the hobby. we need we need we need moms of the hobby as well can you I imagine spend... all the wives that are behind the scenes of all these breaking companies too i talked to a lot i talk not the, yeah. the wives but i mean the, one of the biggest things when i talked to some of the like breakers are like man, my wife is my rock. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for my wife. Like some exactly. of the, and I mean, I will say that that's another thing that I really like respect about you before I, we didn't, we haven't even had this conversation yet, but you know, you do, I mean, you, you, you mention your family quite frequently, like on, on your page, you know, you post stuff with your family. Like, I mean, that's a, it's a huge, it's a huge thing, right? Like involving your family and, and like what you're passionate about. Do you find it's, I mean, you already kind of said it's difficult, but how, how do you balance? How do you juggle? How do you, you know, like you're, you, you've been traveling a lot lately too, right? And and uh, uh, the bigger you get, the more you're going to have to travel. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping the bigger I get, the more I don't have to travel. So <laughs> I was like, mm, that's I'm thinking the other way around, but I travel. Don't invite travel me to any more all-star games. <laughs> traveling to me right now, honestly, I think has been intro, like, one of the most important things of why I've had the opportunities I've had yep. because being like out of sight, out of mind is a real thing. So you got to constantly be insight in mind with everybody and, you know, kind of like build those relationships. And like I said, give, give as much as you can and help out. And that's how, how good things come. But, um, uh, you don't really balance. I don't think there really is a such thing as balance in, in life. And if you have figured it out, then I mean, you're very disciplined. Then. Write a book, you know, write a book. <laughs> Discipline is hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, waking up at six in the morning every day and going to bed at 11 at night and just trying to figure out like how much to do within that time frame every day. It's just, don't get me wrong. It's six. That's what life is all about. You yeah. Know? No, I mean, gotta I, I pick up agree. every day and grind. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I could not agree more. You know, it's like. I, there's a lot of times where, I mean, I never question why I do what I do. Right. But a lot of times I'm like, man, like, is this sustainable? You know, like, is, is all of this sustainable? And, uh, I mean, I don't know if it has to be right. Like I just has to be sustainable for like one more day and then like yeah. one more day and then one more day. And then you might get a little bit more efficient at doing something, you know, and then exactly. all of a sudden you just gave yourself an extra half an hour a day or maybe an hour a day. You're like, man, that, that hour, we're going to spend that we're going to spend that in the best way possible. You know, like how do I maximize this hour? I, I think you're right. I think that anytime that you're, 
super passionate about something or super passionate about multiple things, or you have responsibilities to, you know, multiple things and the ability to grow in those things, it's like next to impossible to, to, to think about anything else truly. You know what I mean? Like, have you got, there's just like, you're like, how, how can I continue to grow? How can I continue to improve? Right. Like as a, as a parent, as a, as an individual, how do I continue to grow as a member in this space? Right. Like there's so many different things that you're like, I'm passionate about all these things. I understand the impact that I have on all of these people in my life, you know, my immediate circle. And then that circle starts to build out and how I treat these people in these, in this circle will affect how they treat people and, and so on and so forth. Right. So it's uh it's a huge responsibility, right? Just like being you is a huge responsibility. I love that you said that though. Like uh, the question, is this sustainable? Because I've thought about that a lot. I think in, if there's any one thing that I've grown a lot in, in the past year, I've been doing this full time for exactly a year now Yeah, is that when you start asking yourself that coach, is this sustainable? That's when, again, you have to take another step back and say, how can I manage my time more effectively? Yeah. How can I ask for help? You have no idea if I knew what I knew today about asking for help. I think I would have been, a, it would have been a little bit easier of a road, but you can't do everything by yourself. I just learned that recently. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm sure and it was something gotta, I learned yesterday. <laughs> you just gotta ask for help. Like yeah. it's not, I don't know why. That was so hard for me to wrap my mind around. But now, like uh, our pres- our most precious asset in life is time. Yeah. Because time is what you use to, you know, be with your family, to do what it is that you love and make money and all of this, right? Yeah. So the more you try to figure out how to maximize your time, the better. And there's no way you can maximize your time when you're doing everything by yourself. That's- so. <laughs> That's very, very wise words. <laughs> so hire help, ask for help and lean on those who love you most because you're right. My, there's nothing that I have today that I would ha- would have without my husband. He's just been like, first of all, it was his idea for me to start breaking. Really? But sometimes, yeah. Sometimes really? I'm like, this is your idea. So you better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you pull that. <laughs> You pull that card, you're like, hey, listen, I need help because this was your idea. This was your idea. Don't forget, first of all. And then second, you know, like, who's at home with the kids when I'm traveling? He is. And we're just, I think we've been together for 12 years now. I think That's a long time. That's amazing. Married for five. And I think um, when you're with someone, I luckily found someone very young who I respect the hell out of. If, if there's anybody in this world that I think works harder than I do, it's my husband. And just that mentality of like, we've been through times in our lives where we're like, oh shit, how are we going to figure this out? But we do. Yeah. So now again, when things happen and we're like, oh shit, let's figure this out. And if it takes a little more from him for now, then so be it because in the future or in the past, maybe it took a little more from me and that's. I don't think there's any, not only is everything I have right now because he's been by my side, I don't, uh, I signed on my card for him, the tops card. Yeah. I told him if we're together, there's nothing we can't do. I really feel that way. That's unreal. 
That's like uh that's a hall that's hallmark. They shouldn't have done that for tops. <laughs> they should have done that for hallmark instead. <laughs> They're gonna reprint it. <laughs> It'll be a reprint card. Yeah. Just like a massive like postcard size, you know? Like yeah. that's badass. So you gotta really like find somebody like that. That's that's key. Yeah. I gotta start accept, like sending out applications or something. <laughs> <laughs> gotta find somebody that yeah. It's awesome. Let's talk about where this space can go, right? So, I mean, we've obviously seen exponential growth in content, in breaks, in types of products, in, I mean, you name it in this hobby in the last three years, it, it's grown exponentially, right? Companies in the space, where do you think, where does this thing go? You know, like you were a part of, like I said, one of the most groundbreaking things to, to date doing a break on a field with players live action happening behind you during an all-star game, you know, where do you, as someone who was actually a part of it, where do you think this, this hobby can go? Well, like to allude to the recent use, um, fanatics events, I think is going to be huge. So where can this hobby go? Think of whatever Comic-Con is doing and, you know, the, all the craziness around anime and, those type of like comic book collectibles. Yeah. I don't think we've when it comes into to cards particularly, it's really I, I've used to hear this all the time. Like we're on we're barely on first base. I think we're like second, second base now, I think. And it's just gonna bring more fandom back into collecting. Isn't isn't all this like cards and stuff just taking you back to when you were a kid? Yeah. So bringing that like core i'm 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 collecting because i love this team and i love this player and this is a really cool card type of thing we've been seeing that come back a lot more after the boom but like getting players more involved you know going to this huge fanatic event fanatics events where artists are making artist cards there i think we need to see a lot more of that would be awesome players talking about the cards that they were on and what they were doing and the experience of writing on the cards. I don't think we've of uh, signing the cards. I'm sorry. I, we've only really begun to do that, which is kind of crazy to me. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, content in the space is so new, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like, there, yeah, there were like OGs running breaks on YouTube back in 2011, 2012, 2013, but it only became like a focal point for a lot of content creation. It, you know, like I said, like last, like, let's say four or five years. Right. So um, and and for the most part, these companies were kind of just happy with how things were going status quo, right? I mean, everyone was, people were buying stuff. It's not like they weren't buying stuff. And when they weren't, they would switch it up and maybe reintroduce new, pa- like old parallels. And and so, I mean, now it, it's it's a matter of like keeping up with demand and then, then making sure that we facilitate more demand, right? I think we're at a place now where there's a lot of people in this hobby, so many different niches. And uh, so making sure that, you know, the people who are interested in some way, shape or form, find the thing that they are most interested in and continue to to build on that. Right. That's where breakers come in. I think fanatics focusing on breakers to begin with that. That's really what they did at the beginning. They saw that, uh, that opportunity for small communities, small, very niche communities to find where, find your home. I guess uh, one really cool thing about threads that somebody recently said is that it felt like Neopets. Did you ever play Neopets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> of course yeah. you did. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, we're just 
what I love about meeting other collectors coach is we're all so nerdy. Yeah. Like, yeah that's yeah. what brings us together. I tried really hard kids. not to, not to like be it though, you know, like not, yeah. not right, right now. Now I'm cool. Like I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah, yeah, I do this. I do this. Like I still have yeah. magic cards, you know, like I don't care, but like obviously back in the day, like you're in school, like you're like playing sports or whatever. And you're like, man, I can't talk about this shit. You know what I mean? Like I can't, <laughs> I can't talk about how I won a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament on the weekend, you know, yeah. like <laughs> your Neopet and stuff, the yeah, guilt yeah. that you're in. No, stuff. no, no. No. So like, I had like a Digi device too, man. Do you remember yeah. those? No, oh, man. no. I love Digimon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always, on, I always wanted a Pokédex too. I, I had one I of those too. Okay, let's talk about the nerdy thing right after this. But what I was gonna say is, um, damn it, I forgot. I think. No, we were talking yeah. about fanatics, and we were talking about breakers and oh, creating their own communities. Neopets like guilds. So yeah. you remember you were in those guilds, so you are on Neopets. So you because you like them, yeah. And then you go into these separate guilds where you form your own communities, and that's where everybody helps each other out and yeah. stuff. And I think this is really what breaker communities are, and yeah. that's what's going to help grow, grow people that are like hesitant to come in, be more comfortable. That's why we really do need more, and I. Like I said, I'm I don't not, think there's I'm, enough education in the hobby, truthfully, like for like, no like means, everyday people, you know, like I don't let yeah. me keep going. I'm by no means like the only female breaker yeah. in the hobby. I'm yeah. the only one that's, I guess, doing it as like forming my own business. But the more female breakers every company has, like the more comfortable it is for us. For and sure. I'm not saying it's more comfortable for me in the sense of like, oh, like, oh she's a woman. Oh, she's a woman. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So now. she won't screw me over or something. No, you know? like, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. It's more of like, hey, she's a woman and she's kind of like me. Yeah. So many course. different kinds of women, not just, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, like you just said, like, oh, she's too positive. Well, yeah, you got to be way more negative, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> not... <laughs> or, you know, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't cuss a lot. I don't, you know, I'm super nerdy. Yeah. Like I said, that's not everybody's cup of tea. So we need more women that just be themselves because when you're to the core, authentically yourself, like people gravitate towards you. Number one, because it's hard to do that. It's hard to be yourself on camera. It really yep. is. Yeah. You, like you said, you have all these things in your mind. Like I need to be a certain way. And once you unlock that, like, Hey, I don't, I don't care what people don't think. give two shits. You know, like I Once don't... you unlock that, that's like the beginning. Game for you, over. Honestly. Yeah. But not only do you, do you like, are you better on camera and all of these things? You really connect with those people who really connect with you. And those are the people that matter most. Yeah. Those are the people that are going to be coming to your streams every day. Those are the people that are going to buy into your breaks. Those are the people that you want to cater to because everybody else is just noise. Like you said, the haters or whatever, it's just doesn't matter. <laughs> no, there's nothing you can do about that. I mean, and and unfortunately, the way algorithms work is like your stuff only really gets pumped out, like truthfully through negative stuff. You know what I mean? Like if someone comments negatively on your thing or something gets misinterpreted or something of that nature, like that thing gets prioritized because people jump on that like a like a pack of wolves, you know? Isn't it crazy? Like, I feel like Instagram's been that way for the past six months. But the it's news like, is like that, though, right? Like, when was the last time you turned on the news and you're like, oh, that's a great story, you know? Like, <laughs> it's like, that shit doesn't sell, you know? Yeah. They're like, that's, oh, turn this off, you know? You're too positive. The news is exactly. too positive. I'm done. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know, you're like, ah, oh, this is boring, man. I tuned, yeah. I tuned out 20 minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's, uh, I mean, let's talk about some of the things that, what are you most excited to collect 
or or enhance your collection for in the in like let's say the next 12 months so you know you t- we talk about your baseball collection we talk about star wars is there one one area of your collection or perhaps an area that you want to add to your entire collection that you're like you know what i want to put a little bit more time and, and love into this yeah definitely early early kershaw's i think i've been like towards the beginning like especially because it was during the the peak yeah i gravitated towards that really early stuff because it was so expensive yeah but now i really want to get into those like a bowman chrome uh refractors uh the tops chrome update that's really hard to find in a 10 i yeah i want that because that's the card that really takes me back that 2000 update yeah Kershaw, so i really want to make sure i get some of those pretty soon and then uh for star wars i kind of just really have haven't had a focus but i've been consolidating a lot lately and i want to focus in on a women of star wars collection Fantastic. So obviously Le- leia is my main my main pc i have a yeah. ton of her her stuff the more modern stuff yeah but i do need to get like again some of that earlier impactful stuff and then a lot of the women that are coming up right now like rosario dawson as a Tano. yeah yeah all these badass women that are badass women yeah in yeah. the in the new star wars stuff i think uh it's gonna hold very well and it's something that i share with my kids right now obviously i hope that they they like baseball and sports growing up and i think they will because you know we we already very involved in that but yeah even uh, now my kids <laughs> they probably think i'm obsessed with star wars because i'm always watching it and they do because even when i get home sometimes my son's like mama do you want to watch star wars and he'll put on a movie for me really we watch it together yeah that's awesome so i want to kind of get stuff that commemorate that and he can hold and and uh remember me by like little grogu's i think yeah yeah yeah. that's so a cool. great buy right now so yeah i love that <laughs> i found that when i was growing up one of the things that I, I gravitated towards was like jerseys and it's over the, you know, over the course of the last three years, I've again, collected so many different areas and I've really focused on the ones that I, I enjoy and I watch the most, but I definitely think that I jerseys are coming back for me. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, I want to collect. And I guess like what defined collecting, you know, but I just want to own jerseys. And for me, the, the Jersey, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not going to get that person's name on the back because like, what if they get traded or something like that? And I'm like, for me, it's like a moment in time. Like, and it, again, it doesn't have to be game use or done any of that shit, right? Like it, it just, I mean, would it be crazy if I had like all of the jerseys I have, they were also game used for sure. But I mean, the budget for that is ridiculous. Um, But like just having like a moment in time where like I'm going back and like recently I pulled one out of my closet. It was like, you know, like a Kevin Garnett jersey on, on the, uh, on the oh, Timberwolves, yeah. right? Like, and I'm like, I remember KG on the Timberwolves. And I remember how dominant KG was. And, you know, 15 years later, like now it's like retro, right? So it's it's just, you you like it at the time. And then after a certain amount of years, people are like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Like, I remember that too, right? And you actually can, can connect with people in that in that sense as well. So I'm like, you know, I can't really go wrong getting my favorite players on jerseys, in my opinion. Um, and so that's definitely something that I'm going to be, you know, <laughs> allocating a little bit more funds into. No, I'm sorry. It's because I just had this conversation on stream yesterday with someone because I have like the one experience where it is a mistake when you get new players. Like what? Like it's like, a, like who? 
So I didn't grow up watching football at all. My husband loves the Chiefs. And uh, when I really started getting into it, finally, when I was like, oh, okay, let's go to game. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. You okay. know, it was a uh, 2017 Alex Smith era. And they were so good. Yeah. And Kareem Hunt was awesome. So I was like, you know what? This is my first year liking football. We're going to games and stuff. Let me get a Kareem Hunt jersey. I was like, oh, my gosh. What do I do with that jersey now? I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I still have it. <laughs> you just don't bring it out, you know. Yeah, I mean, you could still you could still show it to people who maybe come over. You're like, oh, there it is, you know. Like, I mean, it's still a story, right? Like, yeah. And I, I don't know. Like, I mean, you can't rep it, like, yeah, but, <laughs> but it's like it's like still in your Can house. Can you imagine if I walk in somewhere with my Korean picture? <laughs> You see, it's like now I tell myself, so I get your opinion, but now I'm like, mm, I, I'm usually really careful about that too. But oh, and you've been so. burned, yeah. <laughs> I guess I haven't been burned yet, you know, because I was like, it's my first year, but yeah, my husband was smarter and he, well, he, he, would you gotta, only you gotta get a, I don't know, some sort of better way of testing character, man. What's wrong with you? You gotta watch like a few interviews before you buy someone's <laughs> jersey or something. That, there you go. That's, that's, uh, that's a good tip right there. My husband only wore Derek Thomas. Really? Like, for his whole life. Really? Until our first, uh, like, uh, we went to watch uh, Mahomes' first start. Because it was actually here in L.A. against the Chargers. Do you keep those tickets? We, they're digital. Oh. So dumb. I'm sure they're, like, on my phone somewhere. but they, they were got to be printable. I don't know. I don't know. I maybe, not, maybe not this late. But, like, I'd look into it. But we sat, like down and they were cheap. and at the very least just to hold for yourself but like i mean that's that's a pretty yeah. big game and i remember uh he bought him a home jersey and i was like dude like yeah this is gonna be his first start ever my husband's like he's good i'm gonna get him a home jersey so we walked in there he had his home jersey i had my car jersey <laughs> and he just had the most incredible first game ever and we walked out of there like this kid is the real deal. Like I can't believe that we were there. It was awesome. Yeah, I can't believe you never yeah. tried to get those tickets. They're on the phone somewhere. I'm I know, sure. but you got I mean, call somebody. You know, you're like, yeah. how do I get, how do I, you're like, how do I get these off my phone? You know, right. like uh, I mean, that's, that's a huge. I mean, not only is it a special moment, but also like that's like mm -hmm. a moment in in NFL history. Truthfully, you know, like Mahomes is. Mahomes is legit and will go down as like one one of the greatest ever, truthfully, right? Like this guy's yeah. so much career left. And people don't realize like he has literally been amazing since his first start. He has not really ever had a bad game. It's crazy to think that. Yeah, that's wild. What are you most excited about in the space in the next little bit? Um, Just so, continuing. Yeah, go for continuing it. To do my thing, I think. I don't know. Most excited would be to see more women come in. I've already, I already see it all the time. Like, How do we get more women in, into the hobby? How to get it? How do we get more women into the hobby? I was actually having this conversation with Jess the other night. Yeah. Uh, Jess from Bleaker Trading. Yeah. She, uh, we were just like, it just, we just need to make it cool and comfortable. Like make it cool. I don't know. How we need do we better make... aesthetics for sure? You know, how do like... we make it more cool for women to get in? Like I, I love, I think as a woman, the, how beautiful the cards are, how amazing they are. There are so many women that are sports fans, you know, they buy jerseys there. We buy a lot of like merch from fanatics yeah. 
and you're buying it for your husbands and your sons and your daughters too. So it's like, how do we just get them to think that this is cool too? I think we just in general, oh, so that's what I was going to talk about earlier too. Like people still think Star Wars cards are super nerdy. Like yeah. I have this conversation where people are like, oh, I really love Star Wars, but I don't know about the cards. And I'm like, it's a difference. I'm like, is it because you think people are going to think you're nerdy? And they're like, they don't, they're never going to admit that, you know? But I'm like, I just want you to understand that sports cards are also nerdy and it's yeah. okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, but the card, at least you can like put in your pocket. It's not like walking around with like a Darth Vader mask, you know? Then people know they're like, that person's next That's level. You know, nerdy. that person's next level. But like, if you got a card, you like keep it in your backpack. No one knows about it, you know? But like, you, <laughs> you just thought, like go into your office and look at all your shiny sports yeah. cards, you know? But I just think maybe that part, like, I think a lot of people that are sports fans, and don't get into cards yet as they they have that like nerdy stigma around it but well cards are like i mean they're they're like in the basement they're in the attic they're in the closet right like as as, as a whole right so many people i know collect cards are like oh they're in the garage or i'm like man why are we treating our our, our stuff like this you know like why are we treating i know people with like hundred thousand dollar collections and, and like the wife makes them keep it in the garage right and i'm like man yeah. like why are we treating our shit like this like this is like this is this, not only is it like valuable in like a financial sense, but also like intrinsically, this stuff's super valuable, you know? So, and like, they're like historical artifacts. Honestly. Let's start showing them off. Exactly. So, having displays and just making it cool. It's like, uh, so when I give this argument a lot to people too. It's a, to me, this is a very satisfying hobby for people that are both intellectually and a like um creatively inclined yeah it's like a very both left and right brain activity yeah because the research involved and like figuring out the history of the cards and what's valuable or what can potentially be valuable that's very very logical research and critical thinking based yeah and then there's the beautiful creative and part where it's like it's just a good looking card like i just yeah. like to look at it that's very you know? interesting actually i never thought about it like that so I think it, to me anyway, and that's one of the has been my biggest joys in coming into the space and meeting more people is that I think we're all very much that way, just very left and right brain thinking. And so I think I uh, there's a lot of people that can enjoy it, too. So they I just don't it. know it yet. Yeah, we just <laughs> got to find a way to bring these people in. And uh, I mean, that's that's the goal, I'm sure, for everyone in this space moving forward. Right. Just try to, like, bring as many people to enjoy essentially what's started to be started to, to become built right like there's actual channels everywhere now so it's only the sky's the limit hopefully steph let everyone know where can they find you where can they if they have a question about you're good if they have a question about breaking if they have a question about you know maybe they just need someone a woman a woman to lean on in the hobby um Maybe they want to ask you maybe some parenting tips or just, I don't know. Like, where can they find you? The the place I will absolutely always reply is my Instagram DMs. So message me on Instagram, but you can also find me on Fanatics Live and eBay Live where I stream at least three or four times a week. And if, you know, you don't want to message me and you just want to have a conversation with me, I'd be more, please come have a conversation with me. Please, That's says. what I enjoy. And I'm there. I'm here for you. 
for anything and vice versa. Like, uh, maybe I'll ask you some questions. You yeah. Can help me out. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> help best. me figure out the balance part that we I couldn't figure best. out earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be a united effort. Steph, I want to thank you so much for joining this week's episode. Um, team, if you haven't already, check out Mama Breaks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Coach Co. and Mama Breaks are out of here. Peace. Thank you.